<laughs> What's happening, weirdos? Uh, what a thrill uh, to take a break from playing Red Dead Redemption and to be sitting here on the couch with baby Lee, who is watching me shovel pig manure. And that was what I wanted, wanted to do in the game. <laughs> uh, this is Tenacious D. What a thrill. They were right here in the house. They sat at the, this table right here in the dining room. And uh, sang, you'll see, we sang songs, we're silly. It's, it, what a dream. We've been sitting on this episode for a while uh, to time with what they're promoting, which we talk about extensively in the episode. So I think Baby Lee wasn't even born yet, right? Mm-mm. Yeah, this is pre-Lee. 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 Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it was awesome. I've been looking forward to getting it out there, and I'm excited that it's finally out, uh, and I hope you enjoy um, nothing to promote stand-up-wise. Everything is going great. The taping is coming up. I'm excited about that this weekend. Uh, I'll see you weirdos in Portland. And uh, the Pete's Picks. I do want to mention the Pete's Picks. I have been really swearing by Charlotte's Web lately. I don't know if I've been feeling more stressed lately or whatever, but Charlotte's Web, as you guys know, is a Pete's Pick. It's a product that I love and use every single day. It is made by the Stanley Brothers in Colorado. It's the only hemp oil made from uh, hemp grown for human consumption in Denver. Beautiful, beautiful stuff, beautiful stuff. (laughs) No, I mean it. Uh, It's grown for human consumption. This is what it does for me. I'm speaking anecdotally. It lowers my anxiety. It lowers my stress. It gives me like a healthy, 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 happy glow. It makes me a little bit happier, a little bit easier to smile, a little bit easier to laugh. Whenever I'm feeling freaked out or stressed, I just take a little bit of the Everyday Advanced Mint Chocolate. Tastes like a Thin Mint. Makes you feel better than a Thin Mint. I really do swear by it. They made it for a small girl named Charlotte who was having seizures. It's CBD, uh, which is made from, obviously, hemp. They use science to take out the THC, which is what makes you stoned, and they leave the body and brain beneficial CBD. Uh, it's easy to work on, you know, you can work, you can watch a movie, you can read a book. It's not an intoxicant. It's just a plant ally. That's what I think of it. It's one of our oldest plant allies and I love it. And I want you to try it because that's the best way to know what it does. And it's a good way to show your support of this podcast. So go to cwhemp.com slash weird and use promo code, keep it crispy and give it a try. I think you'll love it. Uh, the other Pete's pick. As you know, which I take every single day, is Alpha Brain by our wonderful friends at Onnit. Alpha Brain is a nootropic. It is a vitamin, basically, for your brain. It's not a stimulant. It's not like coffee. It doesn't keep you awake or anything. It just helps you think with earth-grown ingredients that your brain needs for memory, focus, concentration. And for the past three, four years, I haven't done a podcast or stand-up set, written a script, or just wanted to have a good conversation without taking a couple Alpha Brain about 15 minutes before. It's a wonderful thing. Weirdos everywhere tell me that it really helped their lives. So go to onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird, and you'll get 10% off not only Alpha Brain, but any of the products you see on that landing page. Um, I think there's MCT oil for the people that are running on healthy fats, other stuff that Onnit makes that I love. New Mood which we swear by. Mm-hmm. Wonderful stuff. Anyway, get into it. Try a Pete's Pick. See you guys in Portland. Uh, check out Tenacious D's new product, a, a new product, new show. Um, and in the meantime, I'll be a cowboy. I'm, gonna, I'm playing Red Dead Redemption <laughs> so much. So, so much while baby Lee sleeps next to us on the couch. It's kind of a dream. Mm-hmm.
Um, enjoy. Is there anything else I normally say? I play stand updates, right? Yeah. But I don't really have any. Right. That's great. Do you, yeah, good. Do you have anything to say? Just get into it. Yeah, get in. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. That'll do. We'll talk about. I, bar- I barped. I barped right into the microphone. I'll have you look right. Did you barp? I, bar- I barped right into the microphone. I was careful to put a P at the end of the barb, <laughs> but you went ahead and went to barf. I thought I heard a barf. What was a mix between a barf and a burp? <clears throat> right, it was a barf. Barf. We have to submit that to the Let's, uh, Oxford. That's a that's a thing. I love yeah. the new words. I love the new words. Barping. Barf. Well, there's larping. Larping. And a lot of larpers are barping. I don't what want. I don't want to cast too wide a net. What is the shart again? In, is it? It's a shart. It's yeah. a fart where you shit a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh, duh. Yeah yeah yeah. Well, Shrapnel? barf should be right there. Shrapnel. That you know who coined that? Who, who coined shart? Can we have more noise? What is happening here? I don't know. Um, it doesn't bother me. I'm being passive aggressive. It, no, you don't like noise. That's pretty aggressive. You have a thing against um, noise? It was just aggressive. It was just, yeah. I could distract easily. You don't think there's there was anything passive happened. about oh, yeah. that aggressive? I, there, well, that's what I'm saying. Is there was more aggression to it? If I was listening to this, I'd be for later. Out that's right going to make too many wet noises. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so hungry. I'm what were we saying? Little I don't, I don't, you know what? This is all gold. <laughs> <laughs> what are you fun? You're the you're like what a fun. You, gold, gold. Yeah, that's what we. What we no, I was going to tell you who coined. Kyle's sharding. terrified of magic happening while the tape's not rolling. He's ter- I'm not no terrified. Oh, we are recording. Recording. What do you think? This is my first fucking rodeo? That's an insult to come into my home. I knew you. And imagine you think that I'm it's not, not recording? recording? Yeah! And you know I was teasing. I want to do more loving touches. This is a real thing. You're a No tracker. bit. Real voice. I like doing more loving touches. How and does that today, feel? I, that felt fine, but you don't feel like you're... No, I understand. Yeah. Kyle, the be climate. Honest. Be honest. Do to Jack what I just did. Doesn't like touching. Do what? It, yeah, but he you said he liked it. Yeah. He wouldn't lie. Just, just do what I did. No, we always have to make a bit of it though. When there's a loving embrace, it always up. He always has to say real hugs. <laughs> but then you start. Do you guys need anything to drink? I think we got um, water. I, got I love. Beer. I love a a tap water. You, ice? you prefer, you, you want have tap water because we have, we have tap water and ice regular water. I want regular water. Like, like, human, like human spring water. Not LA. Oh. You know, the LA is good water. What, what temperature? Yeah, but who is that tells true? us that? LA tells us that. You know what I mean? It's like when they're Wait like, yeah, Coca Cola is not you that bad. Like, they have independent you, studies yeah. and stuff. So does you cigarettes. Just go ahead and drink the tap. <laughs> you go ahead and drink the tap? No, no. 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 It's not that good. I do, well, you can. What was it, Mulholland? Tell me about Loving Touches, though. This sounds like a, a tenacious D interstitial. Loving Touches? You're eating a strawberry love, like a king. I love loving touches. But I'm being real. But sometimes I have to a, hug, a loving touch. No, hug I, might be too much. I'm talking touches. Well, it is if you can feel the wetness under the armpit during the hug. Yeah. That's when I was like... Oh. Or under the breast, male <clears throat> or female. There's nothing like a little... Well, moisture exchange is different because now we're getting a little too sexual. <laughs> What? As you moisture, but if someone gets the moisture, moisture on me, yeah. I don't consider that an exchange necessarily. Although one has taken place, it has. It really depends on how liberally you define exchange. Um, but some of you is on them. But what I'm saying is, I'm trying to get what I just did to you mm-hmm. 
You I want am. more of that. You think the world would be a better place? I'm just what getting more comfortable with it. You personally. I'm not just for the listeners. I'm talking about like instead of just putting my hand on Kyle, right? Just a little back and forth. Just a little, <laughs> just a that, little wave. That was weird. That was the um, line was crossed. Though, was you didn't good. like it. The movement was bothersome. Be honest. Yeah, loving touches. Movement. Okay, wait, then they're off. I love a loving touch if I love the person. <laughs> yeah, um, but like a friend love. Yeah, that's yeah. I think it's legit. I love a deep tissue massage. Are you into the? Aren't, I know that's not a loving touch. That's are, just that's just like a, well, thera- a therapy. Is it wrong touch. to substitute massages when I just want to be touched? No, I was just going to ask that. Yeah, you should. Is that okay? We're right on the same page yeah. because I've been not right. for sexual contact, obviously, but right. for loneliness. Right, right, right. You can't. I, I think a good massage therapist would be honest about the fact that one of the things that they offer is the transmission of a positive thing from right. a human to a human. Mm. And not in a sexual way, not an erotic right, way. Right. But yeah. they're going, I'm touching you in a loving way. Right. And that's a human need. Yeah. Go, you Babies who aren't touched. Right. Yeah, oh these are God. serious things. So when I go to get a massage, sometimes Val, like we shoot, we, I just shot a TV show, Val, go out of town for two weeks. Your glasses are ridiculous. And I love it. Don't, <laughs> they're broken. And don't there's nothing them. I can do. You're in, a sa- <laughs> you're in a safe and loving place. I want you to leave Thank them on. Thank you. Phil Hoffman coined sharding in the movie. Phil Hoffman? Yeah, you know, he, he was acting in it. Yeah. So he didn't, like, improvise, I don't think. It was in uh, Along Came Polly, I think. Oh. He says sharding. So it's, like, our greatest actor. Mm. <laughs> There's a, you can watch, like, the greatest Phil Hoffman movies, and one of the I clips never, will be him saying sharding. I referred to as Phil Hoffman. <laughs> Phil like Hoffman. It, it's, a different, it's a different guy. That's a loving abbreviation. Yeah, yeah. You guys are into nicknames, which is a way that you love each other. It's true. Isn't it fun? You're a nickname person. I am. Yeah. Let's remember, get to it. We had lunch with Phil Hoffman, remember? Did after, you really? At True West. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to Joe Allen's some theater. We went to see True West John with C. Riley. John C. Riley and Phil, Phil Hoffman. Uh, John C. Riley. <laughs> just had to try. <laughs> Why not try? That was yeah. Dude, yeah. You want to hear my Jack Black? Yeah. Yeah. Fleegoo. That's it. That's it. That is one of my we love saying we love saying fligu gigu. Oh my god, (laughs) fligu gigu is like a special. If you had to distill my essence down, (laughs) it goes down to a fligu gigu. God love you that you wanted to hear it. Please tell the story. You you met with Phil Hoffman. Oh, we well we saw uh, True West. We saw True West, and um, and they were playing both parts. We're tight with with uh, with John C. Riley because he plays Sasquatch. Well, he he did play Bigfoot for us in our episode that we shot like twenty years ago what on part? HBO. Yes, we love that show. Episode. Yeah, and um, maybe he wouldn't like it for me to tell people because he wanted to be billed as <laughs> Sasquatch played by by himself. But <laughs> I, I broke that rule almost immediately because I was so stoked. Well, that's that a we sad John C. Riley. It's also sad. You have to credit him. It changes name. Just because you already a Sasquatch. Yeah, it's you can't do in bits the, in, in the credits. But after the show, John C. said, "Hey, maybe what is that? Is that like Kermit the Frog? Bobcat Goldthwait? Oh yeah." But do you think John C. is trying to do a Bobcat sometimes? No. Well, I can I tell you, Bobcat Goldthwait might be trying to do a John C. Riley. Hilarious. He was one of the early adopter. He found John C. Riley in the early days and was like, "That's a funny voice." That would have been like a twelve-year-old John C. For how long Bobcat's been doing that voice? It was obvious. (laughs) Twelve-year-old. 
Sean John C. <laughs> as Sasquatch. Bob Jack right. Goldway did this podcast and he made the point, I think of it all the time, where he's like, people do impressions of me on stage and it gets laughs. And he's like, yeah, it's a funny voice. Like he made a funny voice. Like if I went on stage and went, flee goo goo and they're like, ha, 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 that's kind of your laugh. Right. You know what I mean? I'm doing your... You went in the mind of the absurd and the subconscious and found Fligu in a moment. Yeah. And then I go on stage and go, it's Fligu. And it's like almost acceptable theft. More power to you. If you can get a laugh, <laughs> get a laugh, laugh I was going to say. I feel like I squeezed all no, the laughs. That's all. Out of that's all you. Don't give credit. Don't to no. I'm pretty sure you get crickets if you go on. We need more Fligu. Fligu is. Fligu, Fligu, yeah, there yep. it is. It gets I think that, there. that goes back to a It's a very dark song we wrote. Yeah. I know. We did that on our first TV show, I think, Comedy Comic Cabana. Remember that? Is that right? Yeah. Comedy Cabana predating yeah. Premium Blend. Yeah. Yeah. The precursor. And it was like a, it was like a, pi- a, a, a pirate head. What was, the, what was the topic? We're going to get to Phil Hoffman. I wrote it down. Oh. oh. Yeah. What was the topic? Phil Hoffman. We had lunch. And so, after the essence. We watched True West both yeah. ways. Both ways. Both characters playing both parts. I don't know what that means, but we don't have well, that long. They were so doing we're gonna... it in repertoire. Sam Shepard, where they play? No, was... I, 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 it's a two-hander it's play, and they were playing so both parts. Of show I think of it as they alternate. alternate. One night they play the this jo- guy. Oh, I thought you meant mid-show. Yeah. That would be distracting. I, think <laughs> I really the did. John but... Malkovich and the Gary Sinise parts. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. That, when I think True West, I think of that yeah. PBS yeah, special yeah, yeah. where they just taped. Their Chicago Steppenwolf Theater production yeah. of True West. We just crushed it. Yeah, John yeah, C. Yeah. Wright. Yeah, yeah, C- yeah. I mean, John Malkovich. Malkovich. Better. And, and so that's the role you want to play. <laughs> you want to play the wild card, John Malkovich. You want to be the role. fun one. And so neither of them wanted to play the Gary Sinise role, obviously. Yeah. So they decided early on, I'm imagining, hey, let's switch parts. <laughs> yeah. so I'll do it if I can do it. I thought it was kind one. of a show off kind of actor. Just say, hey, I can do both. Uh, we can do both. both. It was kind of a, it yeah, it was a tour de force. You, Whatever, is, it was great. And then afterwards, uh, John invited us to lunch, and we went for a little lunch. Was you went to lunch? a matinee. It was, it was a matinee, and then we went to a lunch. It must have been a dinner. Yeah, they were in between shows. Yeah. that's it. They came, they had time for a meal before they went back. Yeah. and rocked it again. And um, there's not really a satisfying no. end to this story. No, no, but you hung we, out with them. We this hung is, out. This for, is where I mine and bit. What was he wearing? Was he still in makeup? I want to say he was in shorts and flip-flops, but that's probably not true. I don't remember. I think he was, from photos that I've seen, I, I do enjoy the Philip Seymour Hoffman. Now I feel pretentious oh, saying oh, Philip Hoffman. No, yeah. But I even have seen photos of him just kind of like hanging around New York, and he was very cash. Yeah. yeah. Like when he'd go to Sundance, he'd, he'd be in his PJs, basically, which yeah. I thought was very, very yeah. badass. How do you guys do with the balance of like being in show business, but you're not like show business? Like that's a guy that was like, yeah, I make movies, but I don't want to go to the gifting suite and like oh, pretend yeah. I love Pepsi. No, you know right, what I mean? Right. And like take off Instagram with a Pepsi can. In fact, I don't think he ever used a cell phone. Is that, that right? One of the famous things Whoa. that he was a bit of a. He was a nose. Oh wow! Oh, 
Are you? Do you guys wow. do anything? You seem pretty. I mean, you both do, but I, I, I'm less familiar with you, Kyle, and I'm pleased already with your low frequency. I just like that you said uh, my name. It's yeah, just Kyle. You feel special. Yeah, That's isn't that nice? Yeah, Pete. That's a, yeah. yeah. If you want to hit me you, hard, Pete. hit me with a Peter. Yeah. Pete. Oh wow. Ooh. Nobody could. What are but we talking about? What do you do to stay low? You seem pretty. Pretty. You both are. You know. If you were not, oh no, we don't leave the house. We don't. <laughs> no, we're we're Is home. That part of our lowness. I, Are you I deliberate so. about? It? I mean, like you're not out there like shaking it up and tra- in oh. that like kind of ugly way or, or cheap, well, I mean, cheap Hollywood uh, way. I, I have become active on the social media recently. Oh, I, don't, I don't even mean that. What either. do you mean? <laughs> You're mad. <laughs> no, it's like you're going, are you going to the Sky Bar and you're hanging out? You seem like real guys. Right. Yeah. And is that a deliberate thing to try and not get too carried away with your identity as, as performers? Well, part of it, I think, is I have some social anxieties. I don't like to, to get out and mix it up with, with, uh, with uh, people in, in the biz because yeah. I feel a, 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 a fear and a, and a, a skin crawling. Sure. Need to get home to my private walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a but, lot of. Uh, that. No. I but, love the story. Nirvana went out with like agents, and they were like, "So that's on Polly. Is that dude raping her?" Oh, <laughs> that, that's a, that's a real story oh. that somebody said that to Kurt Cobain, and he was like, "I I just can't." That's not all agents, obviously, but yeah. I know what you mean, and I, I have to imagine people love. Obviously, do you both? But Jack, you've become like an archetype in Hollywood, so. People come up and go like, and they just want to, and that must make you uncomfortable. They think they're probably giving you what you want, but it probably, if you're anxious. Do they think that? <laughs> or is it about I mean, them? I question that. It's it, about them. It's not about, I mean, they do think that, but it's such a, it's so ill, uh, ill-conceived. Well, anybody. When it's people... almost the worst thing is to do, for me, the worst thing is for you to do a bit. Of ours, yeah. For some reason, have you ever had someone? Reference and I know that they're like really excited to to share that. With yeah, us. yeah, and yeah. Like, I know that bit. I'm gonna do. Well, that. that's why it was such a thrill for me that Fleegu went so well. Oh man! Because what if you were like, yeah. you hit it out of the park? <laughs> I think we should Just the Fleegu, the Fleegu game a few more times. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to say, that's totally different. Um, no, but have you ever had someone reference a bit that you don't remember doing or making, oh. and they're just like, we love, or they come up to you and they go, applesauce at what cost? And you're like, <laughs> oh, what? Man. And you're like, you said that. <laughs> Weirdly, I have a pretty good memory for everything that I've said and done on camera. Is that I right? usually am not flummoxed by someone going a deep cut. I'll be like, oh, very well, well played. Yeah, deep I remember, cut, deep and I'll cut. tell you a little story behind that quote. I'm pretty oh. good with that stuff. I'm not great with uh, with faces and names. Yeah, but egotistically, if you're talking about a part I've played, I can pretty much dance with anybody. But that's I. You know, I'm terrible with faces and names as well. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think that's as narcissistic as people. Think it is. I think it is stemming from anxiety. Often at the end of the conversation, you just ask for their name again. Yeah. That's the nice. That's the good move because then you actually have a shot. Yes, this is what I've been doing lately. At the end, you go like, "And what was it?" And they're like, "Vern." Yeah, there's still. A and you're like, it was Vern at the beginning. Like I didn't get that at all. I feel like I can get a really good groove going in the relationship, the friendship. I can know something about a person and then forget their name really easily. Yeah, but I know everything that I need to. I have lots of. Have you ever done mushrooms? Have you? Yes. <laughs> of course. That is like that's it seems like we're kind of verging on a mushroom thought because the word that you have for you is so important. Yeah. Why? 
It's just yeah. the word you say. So when you want to make a noise to get my attention, but then we're like, that's me. That's not who you are. You you're like, I can make make a cake with you and dance with you and love you. And then yeah. I forget that it's Tom and you're mad. You the, could forget my name and just say, have you ever noticed that the least intimate thing you can do maybe to your partner is to actually call them by their name? I've never called Valerie by her name. Have you ever just said Valerie? Yeah, it's the weirdest. What thing. are we, and rich some children? Yeah, <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes but it, it, it can, it can be so an weird. aphrodisiac, though, to uh, to hear your the name of your loved one and say. The When's name the last of time one? you yeah. said Kyle? Kyle? Yeah. When we were making love. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kyle. Uh, no, when the, the Kyle? <laughs> you never called me Kyle, Kyle? in your life. I, I think I call. I think I'll throw it Kyle is in there very once more. It's Kyle weird the, Gass. Now, the weird thing... That's a different... Now, conversely, I do call you Jack all the time. Don't I ever Jack's leave a message name. for you, though? Well, this is a call for Kyle Richard Gass. Yeah, it's a bit. I'll go super it's formal. I'd like to talk about Tenacious D. Yeah. This, is, this is exciting to me. That means silliness actually is... You're not... You, you haven't run out of a joy for silliness. No. Like, you're not doing... Like you, do people? You, I, I think on. they do. No. Like, I think Who a certain people, people go, like... This is my brand. And they get stuck in show business just like you'd get stuck in anything. I think but that is true for a lot of comic duos, too. Yeah. They get to that point where, now, this is just business. I actually hate the guy. I don't, you know. Yeah. But we still have a, a, a placefulness uh, right. amongst each other. And I think that we are the exception to the rule in and many cases. Yeah, you know how we continue that? Tell me everything. Never see each other. We tr- yeah, we avoid each other. But it, it, <laughs> keeps, it keeps that freshness. I've heard people say that about their marriages. They're like, we just travel alone. No. I, I travel alone and uh, give me I think break. there's all types of relationships and they all require different things. And I think ours has worked. I mean, you worked a lot. So there's been these you know, natural kind of breaks. And right, then right. when we do work, we have to spend so much time together. It's like you don't really want to add on. I feel the exact same way. The, the friends that I work with, I see them for 12, 13 hours a day for stints. And then uh, during the break, it's just, it's not personal. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, it's just why? A, we got so much. Physics. Let's take a little. But I feel like part of our chemistry, if, you, if I can say that sure. without being egotistical. Yeah. Welcome. But we, well, look, it's undeniable. Kyle and I have chemistry. Chemistry. <laughs> uh, is our. Uh, Ability to be like really honest with each other, and it's refreshing when you're like, if we go a long time without talking, then we do talk and say, "Hey, what's up?" and yeah. and I feel like I can share things with you that I don't share with the rest of the world. I think that is that, that true because he has a very oh yeah this guy I'm already picking up no, on no 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 he's very good I want to open up to him you, he yeah. listens he's yeah. great listener and soaker. I think early on though you were sort of no you don't put up with he's a, a super no soaker he's a super soaker <laughs> remember those yeah oh, sorry Kyle I interrupted oh, okay. oh no no you were saying <laughs> where you but no I have to say early on I you always kind of were the cut through the bullshit kind of guy I think right. we kind of bonded on that like what's yeah. it's kind of that actor thing too it's that search for the truth I mean yeah. sounds kind of cheesy but and there's tremendous like, humor in being super honest we're oh so honest God. that it's like too honest well, we're too watching honest. the cartoon and you're like I can't perform unless I'm in love and I'm like this is so funny oh you saw they, yeah, they sent you the cartoon it. oh, okay. it's so funny and wonderful now listen yes I know we probably went too far in, at places and it's still <laughs> not too late we can, we're can. we still nipping did, and tucking did the there's something like anything, we've shown it to a few audiences where I go this is too far we're going too well, far well it's not the sort of thing you're 
you're going to want to laugh at too hard in a in a group. I feel like it is a TV show that you watch right. at hmm. home. Although it plays so social accountability to be like, yeah, <laughs> shot all the whatever, <laughs> right? And you and look at the dick going in the. Yeah, and I were really enjoying it because oh, we're in our Kyles. Yeah, we're in our safe bubbles where we're like yes. we can laugh at darkness, and it's very uh, honest in a youthful way that was actually oh, my good. question I was like how did you improvise a lot because yes. it seems like I want to be careful here this is a compliment it seems loose in a way that reminds me of when I used to get the dual de- tape deck recorder mm. with yeah. my friends and go like oh yeah and now I go over there and there's a there's Dude. a cone monster with a mountain <laughs> a thousand and we're having percent. fun yeah, yeah but you guys are grown men you know what it's like to polish and write and, and you've been on sets no, and movies not <laughs> really no <laughs> Been around the polishers and writers, but no, it was you were right on the money with the with the childish improv on a tape recorder because (laughs) what we were doing, we would talk a little bit about the general direction of an episode, a chapter, and then then we would get in the booth and we would just let it spill, and you know, that's where the gigu is. Yeah, many hours of of uh, of tape recorded uh, improvisation distilled down to a ten minute episode. Yeah, but um. Yeah, we never like you hear about these great improvisational shows. Anything that Judd Apatow, yeah. you you're familiar with this process <laughs> with the <laughs> right and uh, and you know the the Larry Davids and the Spinal Taps where they had a a, a structure yes. a, a a a script that's like probably I don't know it's, a, it's a thirty pages outline, for yeah. the whole motion yeah. picture yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we literally had zero script. There was no nothing written down ever. Yeah. So I like to think we are the most improvised. Uh, yeah, you're the most improvised. improvisorial. Although I'm the sure there's lots of movies but like you that. Get thi- I don't think so. No, wait a second. Did you see this unbelievable little darling of the festival circuit, Tangerine? Tangerine did not seem Tangerine. I imagine that Tangerine had zero script. Do you know anything about this yeah. movie? All shot on iPhone. Yeah. Oh, is that really? the amazing one? film? Wow. Just sort of following a day in the life of a transvestite uh, prostitute and her quest to find her friend, and it's just very simple, and it all yeah. takes place in real time, and 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 it has this just real <clears throat> like this person is not an actor; yeah. they're tremendously yeah. charismatic, and they deliver uh, an amazing right. acting yeah. performance. Right. But this is real. You can't act this. Right. This is real. I think that's... We've all kind of figured out through a lot of shows like uh, some of the ones you just mentioned that improvising is a trick not only to better acting but also to, in your case, more absurd, true, honest, like I'm saying, yeah. youthful stuff. Like there's a the moment... This is not a... You can't do a spoiler for your guys' no, show. No. The do dog it. leaves. The two-headed yes. dog leaves and then it just comes back. Yeah. And I was like, it made me feel the type of warmth I felt playing with action figures. Yeah. Remember when you just played and you'd just be like, and then Cobra, Cobra Commander would die, but it always come back. Yeah. You know what I mean? There were no <laughs> yeah. rules. There were no... Yeah. It was just straight entertaining yourself. Yeah. And I wanted to know how you guys did that, and, and it doesn't surprise me that you were playing. I think from the very beginning, we've always, always, it has to work for us in a little tiny room. I mean, when we're doing songs, the, right. the only way that we come up with anything is it's kind of a consensus, like, oh, this is... <clears throat> And isn't it funny, the more more niche you are... In a way, we're also still trapped, and both of us share this, uh, we're trapped in our adolescence for some reason, 
and and that's what, oh, why, yeah. why it's a place where we naturally are we go. not supposed to be and even no, <laughs> you really are magic sad. it's sad when you're in your fifties and still Fuck. so in touch with your what teenager is it? but well oh, it's great it's religion. beautiful I feel like it's super but it's important. also uh, but here's the thing I was thinking about with with with, uh, with um, this thing. What was I? Oh, God. I had it on the tip. Oh, I hate that when it slips away. But, oh, yeah. So I love that it came back. Well, yeah. we, we were going to do a different project. We were going to do a different album, a whole big concept thing. But then when Trump got elected, it just like, oh, what? Man, we couldn't do this. <laughs> the guy who doesn't know. What? We couldn't. What? <laughs> I just assumed. You didn't know. Is there a oh guy yeah, like an eighty percent chance. Dude. I just went to bed. No, Hillary. Oh. I know. It seemed off. Dude, I think it was ninety percent. So oh my god! It hit. It hit us so hard. You know, it hit yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was similar to like, you know, nine eleven. It was that level of. Uh, I remember and, Alana, yep. and still reeling, and like the world would never be the same. We had to go into the edit the next day. Every it was. But it was so sad. It made the thing we were gonna <laughs> do completely irrelevant. It's like nobody can. I don't care about this project we're doing. We have to do a post-apocalyptic, and so that started making us think about the great post-apocalyptic masterpieces of all time. Mm. And it really goes back to my adolescence. You were already pretty old. (laughs) (laughs) Road Warrior Uh. is, I mean, I don't know. I haven't watched it lately, but in the day, it was the best movie ever made. Yeah. It was, it's, uh, (laughs) and and there's something about that genre, you know, Terminator, just fantastically entertaining. Yeah. Um, uh, The Matrix, I think we can all agree these are the best films ever made. <laughs> and we're like, this is you an opportunity for, for us to dive sir. into this yeah. genre yeah. that we're not allowed to be but in. The post-apocalyptic landscape is perfect for the that that is a landscape That's where we're you on would the precipice. Pick. Well, that too. So it, it is kind of uh, salving your true despair, yes, which is great, and maybe for people who watch it as well. It's also just a sandbox environment where anything can happen. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, the kid who initiates the game or the dungeon master, I didn't play Dungeons & Dragons, but I understand that you're improvising, who's good at that sort of stuff, initiating the play, knows, don't set us on a rowboat. Mm-hmm. We need to be in the desert. <laughs> and it's got to be a magical desert. Yeah. And there yeah. have to be caves with babes in it. Yeah. I drooled. I'm a drooler. Yeah. I drooled. I'm excited. Yeah. I like the concept that Jack kind of pushed forward that the, it was an opportunity. We The Tenacious D saw it as an opportunity. Yeah. To excel. We're a very opportunity. But isn't that, let's get heady. Isn't that what uh, suffering does? Isn't it kind of interesting? I was going to ask you about why comedy and you continue to make mm. movies and stuff. Do you manufacture some good meaning from from being this is going to I'm going to greenlight you guys to get deep if you'd like. You're 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 helping people who are suffering. We're all kind of scared. We're all on a planet. We all do a cannonball into a tornado of infinity at yeah. the end of our lives, and it's really fucking freaky. I say this all the time, but kids have stuffed animals. Yeah. Because they haven't yet done what we've done, which has pushed all these basic fears down. So what I'm saying is, you come out and you fleegoo and you, you got the, the amazing music and the cartoon. It's helping. Yeah. I mean, is, does that give you meaning in your life? Is that one of the reasons there you keep doing it? There is definitely an aspect to our process that is therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going into the we're booth. We're working it out. We're working stuff. <laughs> uh, working you must be. Our fears are... are, are Anger or Have you seen love. It? If you've seen us play, you know that occasionally I'll break up on stage. Yeah. Yeah. If you've seen it. 
Yeah, yeah. That happens every show. I hope you're a bigger bigger fan. You know, I have. I didn't know it was every show, but I've seen the specials, and I know that we're gonna break. I don't think we don't know if we're gonna break up. No, I think because it's changed. Isn't that interesting? But so this, this, yeah, the tone has changed. Keep going. No, I was just saying. But the point is that Jack would has to make up a reason to get really angry with me. But he actually just does get really angry with me. And it's kind of scary because he's a good actor and a very angry person. <laughs> and he, he goes reels on me. And almost every time I'm, I'm like, do you seem like you? Not anymore, though. Not anymore. Now you know. I do know, but, but I, I do still tap like in. 10 to 15 well, years. I will try to find Wait, a seed. Wait, a seed of, angry. Well, I will, I will find a seed. Wait, no pretend. one can hear what I'm yelling because I go off mic. To fight with him, and you can see us fighting he on stage. To a real but place. I do go to a place of there's a seed of something that made me angry earlier that day or yesterday. And he uses and that I as his hall pass to all let yeah. it go. Yeah. You know, we're on stage right now, so I'm gonna do all the real fucking shit yeah. that I'm not gonna say to you. Yeah, yeah. And you just have to eat. You're his liver. Yeah. You're his rage. He, a lot liver. of times it'll have to do with the unbelievable selfishness <laughs> of you to your core. And I'll just go at him really hard. And, uh, <laughs> but in the end, well, come on. Know. We know we're just, when, and then we hug and we love it out. Yeah, yeah. I was just talking to somebody on the podcast about primal scream therapy and how it's a shame that that was popular. And, yeah. like, it seems like something people need to be naked in a river screaming now. Yeah. I wouldn't even say now more than ever. I'd just say all the time it seems helpful. Yeah. Like, screaming along to music in your Does car. Does that still exist? I mean, so I good. come from the John Lennon kind of. I think you could screen. find someone that still does still it. Still does it, but it's yeah, they might not be licensed, yeah. but they'll they'll take you into the woods. Yeah, but I know exactly what you mean because if you're going to be brave enough to I get feel, absurd and yeah. dark, you're going to find stuff you feel. But don't you think scream therapy kind of went out of fashion like that? It seemed like it peaked it did. and went oh, it's away. Gone. It's kind of like the waterbed. There's it's not used anymore. It's with the waterbeds. Yeah. That's it. Kind of coincided with now. That. People weren't really. I people. It's like fashion. People really weren't experiencing the waterbed because had they, they would have realized it's not. It's not fun. It just. Oh, you think it? So no, it's it fun. lasted longer than it should have. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Well, the idea is so the great. Idea. I remember great. when I first heard about a waterbed. I wanted one, but then it went out of fashion before I could even buy one. Like by the time I was, I was of the means to do it, it was too late. It was gone because they were expensive. They don't have a waterbed stores anymore. Are they just anymore. filled with tap water? Is there something special in the water? Oh, it's for sure just tap water. <laughs> and I think like I don't mean it to be spring time, water, but is it like kind like of gelatinous? Yeah, it's just all bad. Do you think anyone's ever post-apocalyptic style needed to drink their waterbed? That's a pretty funny. That is idea great. That they're like, oh. we had to drink. <laughs> I was trapped yeah. under an avalanche, and I had to drink Don't my waterbed. Yeah, you, you people drink. You got to drink toilet maybe water. An yeah, maybe an earthquake. Maybe an earthquake. You drink your waterbed. Yeah, I'd do that. Do you guys have any? We don't have a lot of time, so I feel like I, well, this is supposed to be the the deep podcast. Oh so man! Like, what yeah. are you, what are I your? I feel bad. I think we're gonna blow. We gotta. Blow, we can't blow up our manager's birthday party. That's why we can't go. You're, you're it's not my man. You, you know Dave Rath. No, we exactly. have... He's not your manager, though. No. We don't have a comedy manager. We have a music manager, oh. Michelle Fleischley. Oh, Fleischley. She's great. 
And it's your um, birthday. Well, you got to go to that. Yeah. But we love Dave Rath. Yeah. We do. Don't you we love go not going to things? Yeah. I'm not even yes. trying to get you to do the podcast longer, but is there anything no, better we than not doing it? Let's talk about this. This is maybe the number one thing I want to talk to. Oh, good. Uh, specifically Jack about, but with Kyle, sure. obviously as well. I'm not going to apologize. You know what I mean. I'm just, this is a topic for you. Yeah. I want to talk about confidence, manufacturing confidence. And I'm talking about the specific type of confidence that, that all three of us harness. But yeah. you've done it to such a degree that you're almost like, like I said earlier, an archetype that people would conjure. That'd be like, just find your Jack Black. Oh. And people know what that means. It's Ooh. like, own your, own your body. Right. Own your voice. Dominant. I could, can't you just see somebody going in for an audition and just going like, what would, what would Jack Black do? Like, <laughs> I'd where, love it if that's true. Yeah, if someone's course, ever used me as inspiration do. to face their fears and their inner demons. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's great. So that where is... did you, I know you're an, uh, you mentioned being anxious. We're mm-hmm. all anxious. Mm. And I'm not surprised at all that there's that like push-pull thing. It's like, on one hand, I'm very comfortable in front of the stage. I know the rules. You guys are going to listen, and mm-hmm. I'm going to dazzle. But at the same time, like I want my, four, my own four walls, and I don't necessarily want to go to this party. So how, how do you have any... What's a great lesson you've learned about confidence and, and conjuring it? It's like a spell. Um, a what do you do when you're not feeling great, it? Someone's yeah. like, Jack Black's going to be I'm here. Great what are you doing? Well, Kyle knows. You already know what I do. Because we, we have a thing that we do before every show. We have a little ritual. We do a little, <laughs> little, little band prayer uh, amongst, you know, atheists. An atheist <laughs> prayer, we, band prayer. We, we, you know, pray to the God of honesty and, and are like... Uh, we just like let let the feelings flow. Any no, there's nothing. There's no judgment here. Any thoughts or feelings, and we just sort of put them out there in the middle. And uh, mostly, it's negativity. Just feel free to let the negative bile just exit your mouth. Like this say, is going. I just have to say, this is going to be a bad show. I know, yeah. I know this to my core. So let's get that out of the way. Anything else we need to discuss? Well, you always say at the end, and I always use this. Forget to pretend to have a good time. It's so so important because it sounds like, no, that's not your real Uh -uh. truth. You're being phony. I disagree. You create your own reality. And if you go out there and just pretend to be having a good time, oftentimes you will find out that you're not pretending to have a good time. Your subconscious mind is having a good time and you you unlock the good time. Well, this is the study they did of people that smile at themselves in the mirror for five minutes every morning. Are like I, I don't want to make up a statistic, but I'm gonna like thirty percent. It's something preposterous really? that they're like they get the cue or people. There's you'll see a lot of monks like Buddhist monks hold a little a mm. Buddha smile, and that's something not metaphysical at all. It's physiological. Your brain gets a cue from the form of your face, and you start feeling a little bit lighter. And this is a little bit. Uh, I guess it sounds new agey, but again, it's just it's just psychology. Talking to yourself in the mirror is also something that that's just brutal. What's that? Like Stuart Smalley? Like Stuart Smalley. They make a joke of it. Yeah. But it's because, like with primal scream therapy, it used to be very... So I've been, before auditions, I've looked myself in the eye and been like, you're the fucking king. What's it like being the king? (laughs) What is it like being the king? And and then you go in. But isn't the actor... Not that this has to be about actors auditioning, but isn't the actor who often gets it, the person who understands that they're going in playing the part of the actor auditioning for the part that they're going to get. You know what I mean? It's all 
sort of something that you're trying to mimic yeah. in hopes of becoming? Is that what I hear you saying? That's part of it. And also, here's another part of it. I have been in the fire with Cage. We go, <laughs> we go into you know these situations that are you know, like fiery hoops, and it feels like the fight or flight response kicks in. But you have to go out there, and and uh, and I have blues felt brothers. both <laughs> elation and like this is the best show we've ever done, and I've also felt like this is sucking. I got off on a bad footing on that last lyric i forgot my lyric and now i'm trying to win them back i'm never I'm, and it feels like shit and the whole night feels like crap and then i'll watch the video back of those shows and go holy shit the one that felt like shit the whole time was the better show yeah, yeah. sometimes not always yeah. Yeah. and so i don't your feelings aren't the best guys. it's important to like let that inner critic it's so go good that's because so good. sometimes it's just and you just keep on going. You don't know. You, you are a know. swirl of so many flavors of ice cream. And, yeah. and it's just, some of them taste like shit and piss yeah. and vomit and some are chocolate. And you're up there and you're like, I know how that went. One of the greatest things somebody told me when I was starting stand-up was they were like, never apologize to the owner if you bomb. Because you yeah. don't know if he thought you bombed. Yeah, yeah. You can, and I still see people That's a fucking great that up. Lesson. People have a bad set and they go up to the booker and they're like, I'm sorry about that. You just told him yeah. your terrible you narrative. You told him what to think. And now you're like, yeah, that guy was terrible. Yeah. You were really good at the beginning when we started. And, it was, they, you know, the shows could be hit and miss and maybe. But, uh, and I just wanted to like, just. Quit basically, yeah. and you really you, you sort of kept it going. It well. was just so hard to. Well, that that's the yeah, other thing that kind of go the delusion, the helpful amount of delusion. Yeah, because Tenacious D sort of makes a joke. If I'm understanding, what if I'm just so wrong? Mm-hmm. Of like we're the greatest in the world and stuff. Yeah. So there almost has a delusional. Sure. I say this with love. I think you guys are amazing yeah. and truly no. do rock. So don't think I'm saying you're not. We understand, the but show. like yeah, yeah, you get the joke. But there's something in it. it. It's almost this playful energy that's it, that's essential, not just in Jack and right. everybody, to go like, no, I'm the fucking greatest in the world. This is the right. greatest song in the world. We're the greatest band in the world. And what is so wrong about getting yourself into that tizzy and then kind of controlling it like a weird uh, blue glowing fuel that runs a hovercraft? You know what I mean? And it helps you through your day. Yeah. Wasn't that John Lennon's? Isn't there a quote about John Lennon saying, "Why would you be in a band if you didn't think?" Yeah, you were it was the, just yeah to be in a band. You had to think you're the best band. It's too hard. Otherwise, you know, it's because too don't hard. you have the naturally occurring doubt? Yeah. I think yeah. it's a beautiful thing to take the negativity and the doubt, which is always there. Yeah. And instead of going like shit, I wish I could get rid of this. Using it as an exercise to get yourself kind of get the juices flowing. It's like a cheap fuel mm-hmm. for nervous, tenacious, deep backstage going, yeah. it's going to be fucking awesome. I think people... <laughs> we, they, we cannot close this show. <laughs> I think people... And people have been really surprised at just how kind of nervous Rex we are yeah. before a show. It's like, what? I'm you not. Guys, but you don't do what this, what this... The energy of it has... And I mean this with love because I always say it about me too. We need this. Mm. Like this is... Exercising mm-hmm. something yeah. in it's both ways. Would you better. agree? Uh, well, I, I do now. <laughs> no, I've been thinking about it. No, I think you're right though. That's because, but you also have anxiety. Oh God, Cage. Yeah. Can I call oh you my Cage? God, sure. Uh, yeah. No, I think is 
as bad as early on, especially just terrible, terrible stage. Oh, literally I mean, stage fright. I mean, Not I remember playing at the, the Key Club, and I don't think it was our first kind of big show. Oh yeah, and I I did had to do kind of a Jim Morrison and not really look at the audience. Yeah, that. it's just too scary. Because music, it's too scary. And I'm not like good enough. I'm like, I have focus, you know. And there's mistakes possible, sure. and, and you know, and Jack's doing that. It's hard. Uh, Music's harder because it's a little bit like a treadmill. You talked about mm. getting into a, a like a you got the lyric out wrong. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're like a beat too late. People can tell, you know what I yeah. mean? Like they feel it or you think they can. Yeah, you think they, you can. think they but can. They can't. But that's why rock and roll is so fucking sexy and powerful mm-hmm. is because it's all about like I fucked up. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. it, there's a punk rock element to it where it's like that's how it goes now, bitch. Yeah, you know right. I mean? Now we can play the that. first song we ever wrote at the end of a show, and but you couldn't do the first story you ever told yeah. in a stand-up, yeah. could you? Or could you? Nobody wants it. Well, I mean, you have to constantly reinvent, and I've often wondered: is that a bitch? Is that always not? Because we can do, you know. No, they want you to. They want you. To Nobody's ever left a stand-up comedy show and been like, he didn't do telemarketer. <laughs> You know what I mean? They want, they don't want you to repeat yourself. But with bands, right. that's the opposite. They want you. They yeah. abs- They would be so thrilled if you guys were just like, we're just going to do the pick of destiny. They want yeah. the tour. Oh. They'd be like, we love it. They yeah. want bits. I mean, they want repeat, don't they? I mean, I know one of the great biggest goals of my career, and I'm happy to say that I've sort of got there, is wanting to have bits that people would request because some stand-ups do have bits. Like Brian sure. Higgin, you go do peanut butter and jelly, and he does it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it because yeah. it feels like rock and roll. It yeah. feels like, all right, you <laughs> yeah. But it's hard because you have to keep the audience also has to play the song. Like they're the yeah. laugh part. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? So you're kind of entering into a contract. It's like, I'll, I'll do it and I can get mm. myself, just like I'm sure you guys do, into the feeling of the song that I need to be in to perform it. But if you guys don't do it, it's going to be fucking awkward because you're asking for my old closer. So it's supposed to be the big, big yeah. showstopper. Will you go into it like this and get into the weeds about the why they yeah. need to laugh really hard? Absolutely. At the of course. That's the funniest part to me. That, of course, the talking is talking about part. the thing that they have to do. Did you guys, did you always <laughs> have that or did you learn it? The idea that it was like, oh, being honest is funnier than pretending that we're something that we're not. Because I know performers that have been doing it 15 years that still are either resisting or not interested in the memo that it's funnier to let them in on everything. Yeah. Sorry to mention it again, but the cartoon about your character not being able to get an erection is like super funny. Right. Whereas most people would be like, well, it's Tenacious D. It's probably them with rock hard boners <laughs> fucking like new volcanoes into the earth. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, no, it's, a, it's funnier if we're doing weird shit and like we cry and like, but where did that come from? Was it a slow build? I think, uh, I think that we're really just actors. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, we were just talking about that True West, the yeah. Malkovich. And, I mean, that was kind of a... I remember we were really influenced or affected or inspired yeah. by that. Uh, yeah. A uh, Steppenwolf production of... <clears throat> and it was, it was about... Watching, watching, like, really great but what, but what was it? It's like, we're watching John Malkovich, but what is he doing exactly? He is completely in it. He's spontaneous. He's doing crazy, unexpected things. Yeah. He's surprising you. And it all seemed very real and honest. But actors and comedians have a similar charge of getting out of their own way. 
I have a theory that Daniel Day-Lewis is just an incredibly present person. Yeah. So they're like, why was I so transfixed watching him put on his socks in Phantom Thread? It's because he's, <laughs> he's only putting on his socks. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you guys, in a similar place, you're trying to clear out the static. Green, it's very primal. It's mm. green lighting all those impulses and trying to get into a, the same frequency that an actor is, even though you guys are doing silly, silly funny. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say? Well, for us, I think it's never been really good unless there is like some a a kernel of, of truth yeah. or reality. You know, where we're, we're, uh... yeah, it does seem to be that's uh, where we mine it. It does seem like mining, yeah, and that's where we mine. And we, yeah, just tape it, tape, 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 and then because that's what I'm talking about with meaning. You guys are using your craft to do the work on yourself. You're trying to like work shit out. And I think that's what makes it continue to be compelling. Because had you gone the like, we just want the gifting suite and the can of Pepsi, it would have been <laughs> it would have been stupid this, the yeah. first time you did it. Can we just talk about gifting suites though? <laughs> they've gone downhill. I do go to an occasional <laughs> to bring the lady because yeah, they like the sure, free things. I don't need a suite, but now they don't give it away anymore. There's some tax thing, right? There's some weird thing like you really almost have to do a commercial for like your little. You know, a box of designer peanuts or something. Uh, yeah. Well, no, they want something. They want I've never it. been to one, but they want something in exchange. But it used to be kind of, it was kind of fun because you just, you know. There's just, a walk of shame, though, when you go to the gifting suite and you're walking to the car after the gifting suite. Oh, it's yeah. terrible. You, it's like holding a flip yeah. cam. Well, mine is worse because I'm not really, <laughs> I'm not really famous. So at the beginning, they'll do the little intro over the mic for all the vendors. Yeah. Oh, and hilarious. That's a humiliation. Oh. Kyle Glass. Glass? Oh, oh man, Todd Glass is here, everybody. <laughs> Todd Glass. Well, about acting, sometimes at the end of the show, uh, and because I don't know when I act? lose you. No, <laughs> I'd like you to actually. We're through the scene. I don't know why Val and I on that couch that is broken. We act all the time. I, I really enjoy your so, show, by the way. That's so sweet of you. For real, I really appreciate that. I haven't seen the show, but it's that's not good. because I'm not a fan. It's because I haven't seen any shows. What I was, love that. Okay. I don't think that... I have a bit about that. But, like, but in my mind, silently, I was thinking, I'm going to watch oh, it. Was, oh, what was it, it was like working with Artie. The next time I see you, I will have something to say about your show. I think that's so kind. But Kyle, I'm so glad that you have watched his yeah. show. And yeah. you are a fan. That's great. That's what, awesome. was Artie, what was Artie like? To work with? I was holding that the whole time. Uh, he had Artie on the cover show. Artie is amazing. Artie is one of the biggest reasons we got picked up. I'm convinced. If really? you watch the pilot, he He's does this little Artie Lang. Artie Lang. Yeah. yeah. Arthur Lange. I didn't know that it was Lange. It's Lange. Oh, I thought it was Lange. Like Katie Lange. Oh, it's also Katie Lange. <laughs> Any of the L A N names are Lange. Oh, is it like Target? It's a little bit like Target. Um, but Artie, Artie's an amazing actor. He's a great and a great talent. We play acting all the time. It won't work on the radio, but, but I'll hand Valerie a, a drink and I'll go, you're an alcoholic, you haven't had an alcohol in 15 years, someone hands you a Sprite, but there's gin in it, and you like it, but you don't want anyone to know, Whoa. and we'll just take turns going like, hey, all right, and you sip it, and then, you know, it's not going to play on the podcast, but for you guys, it'll be like, thanks, man. <laughs> just to act, acting's fun! <laughs> That's Everyone can tremendous. do it if you're comfortable. Oh my god! Actor's gosh. true skill, I think, is not being embarrassed and being comfortable. Because acting is embarrassing. Pete, what did Shakespeare fuck. say? What? What did he tell us? Uh, 
Oh, the world's a stage. Oh, there you go. I thought but you were it's true, though. When you're like this is special, aren't we always improving and acting the That's entire day? But Jack, let's let's talk. I you. thought you were going to go with the speak the words. I pray thee. That was next. Okay. I was going there. The only two quotes I know. But the idea of I'm saying that acting is about not being embarrassed. Yeah. I have a joke about it. Like when you're doing a big break for you with School of Rock and yes. you're going in there and you have to like dominate a classroom. Yes. What I've learned about acting is if there's a scene where someone has to come in as a writer, I'm writing for someone else. They have to come in and dominate. Okay. It's just like it's just like let's just kill ourselves today because yeah. it's not going to work. <laughs> if they have to have a meltdown or like get super flipped out or something, it's just not going to work. Yeah. What people don't understand, I think, about acting is that no one told you what to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I have a joke about it. I'm like I thought the director told the actor what to do. It's like maybe go over here and like move this a little bit or like get in this guy's face. It's all these choices that you're making in the moment. That I think most people, because on our show we work with a lot of comedians who don't act, I have to like, on set I'll be like, hey, what's up? Like I'll just do something <laughs> embarrassing to be like, don't be embarrassed, oh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> just trying to get them. That's great. Lucy, yeah, get that's out of the nose. But that's the number one thing I learned. And it's a Ted Danson quote. Somebody said, uh, they worked with him and he, in between takes he was like, isn't acting embarrassing? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Everyone yeah. knows you're faking. Yeah. You're crying in a yeah. car. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. So that's, I'm thinking embarrassment is a big part of it. What do you guys, what's a great lesson you've learned about acting? And don't, like, go back uh, to School of Rock. You're, go in and, and be an engaging, charismatic. You've had a lot of roles like that. For some reason, mm. that one came to mind. Just be magnetic. Like, what the fuck? Well, I... I don't know about that, but I do know that when I see great acting in person, I I am in awe and in wonder about where yeah. is that coming from? <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I just did this thing, the little indie with uh, Joaquin one Phoenix. One for you, one for them. <laughs> one for you, one for them. This one was all for me. But this one... Uh, with Joaquin I, Phoenix, no was, shit. Just one of my favorite actors. He's, he's incredible. He's so he's a raw nerve. He's the, the emotions are yeah, real, and there's something uh, off-putting about it when you're seeing it happen because you're like, yeah. wait, th- this isn't. You're not supposed to be able to access those mo- emotions on command. Yeah. Those, are, those are real tears. That's real. This is real shit. That's he seems to be feeling it for real. Know, it almost seems like there's a, just a, a, a little bit of. Uh, Unstable insanity attached to really good performances because yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. no, you're not supposed to be able to do that. Right. The only way you could do that is if you're a little bit crazy. Yeah, yeah. and I think a lot of the, a lot of great actors are a yeah. little bit crazy, or at least kind of juggling with well, that sort of you, rawness. Sure. There's a feeling you're like, mm, are you just barely holding on? <laughs> and I think yeah. you would you would feel that like I've seen it in other people that I'm like, wow, you're just a raw yeah. nerve. Like, yeah. uh, who's that guy? Who I love, who plays uh, famously, he plays the Hulk now. Mark but Ruffalo. Mark He's Ruffalo. amazing. In everything he does. Isn't it kind of. But I met yeah. him one time recently, and he was just recounting the story of like a jacket that he wore and was embarrassed in, in the street because it was a little too tight. And the, the, like the, the emotions that went through his face while he was just yeah. recounting this simple story was like, Wait a second. You're you're, you're <laughs> yeah. feeling too deeply about yes. this. Right? You're you're on this. That this, goes a rare. There's a rare mm-hmm. breed of person yeah. who, who has access to emotions 
that is or beyond. maybe they did the work maybe they brick by brick took the wall down mm. you know what I mean like maybe. they're trying to like let everything in and experience I oh. admire uh, as long as we're admiring but I admire That's your admire. ability to um, to do a, a dialect or accent the whole movie oh the, I, I'm much better if I can hide behind a, a character accent because to oh. me that would be that my is, nightmare because I can only barely be me and that's no. pretty good at being me but but when if I have to do like a your thing, dude. I just was like, I was free, dude. I don't, I can't really feel real emotions unless I have an accent to hide behind. Then it frees me up to yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It makes it less embarrassing yeah. if I have a thing that like, yeah. It's not me. It's right. The other guy. But isn't isn't even like really ten like the knobs to ten Jack Black is like almost a character. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's yeah. I mean, that's not yeah. That is well. Well, I don't know how you feel about that because I don't know you as well as you do. I don't know, because um, you know what I'm saying. That that if I was co- going into that place, isn't that also a place you're exaggerating in yourself? In the same way that I'm not always joyful and light and interesting. Oh yeah, you know. So That's like true. I have the character of Pete. I'm not calling you a phony. Obviously. No, I'm yeah. Saying, there's a character version of me, and then when I'm him, I'm so much more comfortable. Like I can meet fan. Like so obviously this podcast is very open, very honest, very loving. So yeah. people come up to me and they expect me to be open. Honest. And, yeah, yeah. and then I am open and honest. About it. Yeah, it's kind of like what you were saying. It's like we're gonna we're gonna set this intention, not in a supernatural way, and it's going to happen. So people come up to you and they're like, "I bet he's a he's a ball of energy and he's gonna be silly." And then it makes you feel okay being more energetic, right. silly. But sometimes it's exhausting, and I just want to like uh, not be that guy. I yeah, yeah I think at this point for you, I don't think you mind. It's oh, very no, much I like bad. it. I really it wish I had the power of that uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. I'm not the celebrity you seek. <laughs> but you can't. Uh, when Val, you met, we met. I don't know if you remember briefly at mess hall. Yes, and um, Val's parents were with us. And they took a with flash photo of you without consent. <laughs> oh no! Just two, and I'm I'm sitting here. I prefer thinking, that technique. A uh, 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 candid. Well, because Just if you ask off. permission to take the photo, then I have to say. <sighs> Fine. Yeah, but if you don't ask permission, it just happened. And it's like, over. Oh, all right, good. Well, it's taking what about this from one? you. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. People should know that everyone says I hate to be that. Yeah, guy. that but but it's also insincere be because yeah. you donate to being that guy. Yeah, oh, that's, that's why I like the the, the, the non permission one. It goes faster. It's faster. Yeah. There's, you, how many times? I'm not. Know. I'm not nearly. Let's forget that humility. But I'm not super famous, and I know you're pretty famous. I'm gonna, dude. This has happened to me 35 times. You've taken some photos at mess hall. <laughs> It's definitely been. owes us some free oysters. You're tall. Or that is true. I'm like the Sklar Brothers. You're yeah. already looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Sklar Brothers joke. That's so funny. We all enjoyed it too. That was amazing. <laughs> they get recognized twice as often because you just like looking at twins. And then you go, oh. Get which one keeps inviting me to play golf. I but I've gotten the, can we take a photo? And then they take the phone out, and it's off. I don't mean on oh, airplane mode. Man. I mean, they're pressing it's, and holding uh, it, and that's the a, power button, and you see the Apple. 60 seconds yeah. away. <laughs> oh, no. And you're, you're already right. touching. Oh, no, you're already, you're right not touching. that I mind touching people, but you're already holding <laughs> and waiting, and then you see the Apple logo, and you're like, this is... 
another three minutes. Yeah. Why? Why is your phone off? But why you were, is it off? I know. Who has their phone off? Well, they it's don't the daytime. <laughs> oh man. I do. I do. After I do my side project, but I always stay in, at the merch and sell the merch. And yeah, I always want project? the pictures. Kyle, it's called the Kyle Gas Band. Well, what about the other band? Uh, Trainwreck? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's one happening now. Isn't it more happening now? It is, actually. Or do you still Yeah, we are uh, actually have a little tour coming up. I think KGB yeah. is more now because of the KGB. KGB. Yeah. yeah, the Kyle Gas Band. Yeah. It's just a really, really great acronym. That but what, what do you got coming up? You got some dates coming up. Is it KGB or, or, or is it Trainwreck? Yeah, Trainwreck. We're going out uh, September, mid-September. Look for dates. Yeah. And this is your non-comedy band? No, it's all comedy. It's all comedy. Yeah. I you just like the sillies. I can't. Uh, it, tends, or it turns out that way. The sillies yeah, are fun. It's just fun. It just seems weird. It kind of gets under my skin, though, because you guys go out and it's like, it's like Tenacious D without it's not, me. No, it's not. But, but you guys do uh, have a following. and uh, In Europe. And I don't have a side band, and it doesn't seem fair. You have a side band. Thing. I'm gonna be. There's gonna be a Jack Black experience. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's not fair for you to have the Kyle Gas Band. It's just fueled by spite. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem right to do that. That's not a good reason to form a band. Well, originally, Trainwreck was started after School of Rock. I was feeling yeah. down. Well, that also uh, forgive me for not knowing the <laughs> annals of the D. Yeah, but it predates you. Sort of, bre- I hate using the word breaking, but breaking as a movie guy. Yeah. So really, that's oh, yeah. an interesting story. Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. You were, you you were guys were doing. I again. So we're all apologizing for not knowing everything about each other. <laughs> I thought Tenacious D came post fame. I'm picturing Jack Black going. I'm missing well performance. I should say, though, I did have a good role. I didn't have celebrity, but I did have a good part in a movie. Okay. Before, uh, it was Bob Roberts, and it was a small role, but it was a good, juicy, funny part that got laughs. Yeah. And Bob and David did recognize me from Bob Roberts. Yeah. So maybe it helped a that little bit. That was a really amazing minute of screen time. It was just one minute. And you knew. I got you good, needed, good laughs. Jack That's knew. important. If Jack it was a handhold. Like, a little handhold. If you can score, they could, this is like the Will Ferrell. You want to slowly unroll. A lot of people jump to like the the leading role. Yeah. They make that mistake. But Will, uh, like I know him, Will goes into old school and kills it in a not a leading role yeah, yeah. and dominates. Yeah, it's like it's like the oh, movie version movie. of Big Fish, Small Pond, and you kill. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then you. It doesn't even matter if the movie is good if you kill because you know how those. And I'm oh, starting I to figure know. it out now more and more. If you just kill and the movie stinks, it doesn't matter. You're still like that guy was amazing. I love that guy. There's yeah. something that I think is interesting that I noticed when we first started because we were we were in the theater scene. Okay, we were real actors like looking for characters and like getting getting into the juice uh, of the of the craft that way. And then we stumbled upon Tenacious D and we we forged a path. That kind of crossed over into stand-up comedian world, right? Mm-hmm. And suddenly, like Bob and David were inviting us over into their world, and we were opening for Mr. Show Live mm-hmm. sometimes. And it was a different thing because the stand-ups and the comedians, the sketch comedians, were acting just yeah. like we were acting in, yeah. in theaters and play in plays. But there's a there's a, a a subtle difference that it's like doesn't matter if it's real. Is it funny? 
You know, yeah. if you're getting the laugh, you win. Whereas we were from this other school, where it was like, it's no, you got to be real, real and right. you got to be coming from a grounded place. And so it's like, oh, it's interesting, and and playing with that. Those well, there's no fourth wall. Creating it in a different way. Yeah. There's no fourth wall either. So they're yes, you know. and we you but got in comedy Mr. Show yeah. in Mr. Show when they were doing sketch comedy, there was fourth wall and they yeah. were acting. But it's yeah, a different true. kind of acting when you approach it as a stand-up versus approaching it as like. You know, right. us or Daniel Day Lewis. Let's put Daniel Day Lewis on our side, <laughs> yeah. and let's put I don't know who's the greatest like uh, stand-up slash actor. Eddie Murphy. Yeah, Eddie Murphy. There's like a I don't know where I'm getting at here. I understand. It was being graded in a different way. I just you guys thought, were like, is it honest? And they're like, yes. is it funny? And that sort of crystallized your pursuit of acting. It was in a different way. Yeah, there was just something fascinating to me about that world and about the strength of the stand-up comedian actor that uh that that just looking at, at at it in a different way that i thought but you know you've noticed that the stand-up is it's separate i mean acting is well they're not necessarily good actors on stand-up well stand-ups are it's it's a hard transition into acting yeah i mean but some can and some probably the, the best thing in the world for for comedy, the most direct way to do it, I think, can be stand-up. I'm not saying it's only stand-up, but it can be. Because not only is there no fourth wall, there's just a fourth window, and it's wide open, <laughs> and you're only addressing how it's going. And this is why I feel for my people who don't harness the superpower of your ability to call out how it is and how you're feeling that stick mm. to the script. You can go like... Uh, you guys aren't laughing. You requested this, and you're and you're not laughing. And that'll be the best part of the show. <laughs> but you can address a phone that rings or, or a plate that drops. You can be there. Mm. The more I do it, the more I think you're just just like this. What we're doing right now, live shows, date with my wife. You're just offering your presence, mm. and and people are starving for it, mm. and they love it. Huh. All the concerts I've gone to, if they get a song wrong, you're mm. a fear that you've had in the past. That's all you remember. Yeah. That they were fun about it. I saw The National as my favorite band. They started playing a song. Mad Berninger couldn't remember the first verse. <laughs> they just dropped it. They were like, I don't remember that one. <laughs> and they moved on. Yeah. And I remember zero other details. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this happened to, we saw the Milk Carton Kids did my Largo show last night. They, he just started playing the wrong tempo it was the right chords but he was playing at the wrong yeah. time and he was just like oh, I just fucked that it was the funniest best that's because you go they're here they're yeah. here yeah, you reach a certain point <laughs> at the beginning though when you're trying to make your mark you, yes you, know, you want to be you want to have the excellent. confidence like the show works so. do you think you guys had a, a, an advantage because you had been trained let's be serious in a serious way like you you were I think it made us a little I different think, than the rest yeah. of the of the of the you, uh, acts kind of the in that world. Yeah, we, we were bringing some uh, theater. Yeah, a different flavor. Yeah, in that in the same way that you know, if a stand up had come into the actors gang and started kicking ass and being incredibly hilarious, it would have been they would have had a, a little advantage in that way too. You know, there's a different anything that makes you different is actually yeah. wonderful and something yeah. that should be used. Yeah, but uh, who else do you see in that world that that uh, blows your mind with just their presence? Where they're not doing—it's not—they have material, yeah. But it's more about their presence. It's very interesting that you asked that because Gerard Carmichael did my show at Largo last night, yeah, and he almost exclusively talked about how he had nothing to say, (laughs) and I was really watching, just riveted. Yeah, when's he going to touch his head again? 
I'm like, oh, he didn't finish that joke. Is yeah. he going to leave? Well, you're also admiring like, the bravery to do that. Yeah. Right? You have to own that. Not people wouldn't do that. And it's calm. It's certain. There's a certainty to it, but there's not a cockiness to it. Mm-hmm. He's not being like, it's not like a dice clay thing of like, I don't even have anything prepared. I know that's a character, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. Gerard's just like, I don't, you know, I'm kind of tired. I, I wasn't really planning on coming here. <laughs> it's what you're saying mm-hmm. about Mark Ruffalo. It's like, why am I so... David Mamet said, interesting actors are interesting people. Mm-hmm. And that's when you realize and uh, that some people just have this thing where I'd rather watch Gerard talk about how he has nothing than like a, a, a sort of flatter feeling person, the person who hasn't unlocked that part of themselves. I got the same feeling from Tig. Have you seen yeah. Tig Nataro? When she's just sort of comfortable in her own skin and yeah. just sort of present, yeah. there's something inherently you can't, you can't help watchable watch about it. Yeah. I did a thing for Conan where she was doing like an online set, a set of stand-up comedy. It was like 15 minutes. They were doing this new thing. It doesn't matter. I introduced her. <laughs> mm-hmm. She came out. She told one story. And in the middle, she blanked. Mm-hmm. And it was the best thing I've ever seen. Uh, because yeah. she didn't panic. Yeah. yeah. There's that certainty. Yeah. She was calm and she yeah. was just like, she just started talking about what a nightmare it was. Whereas when you're locked into a play or a movie or a song, sometimes yeah. you, you feel like you're on a treadmill and you can't mm. stop moving. But the stand up was able to go like, this is now the show. Mm. Me forgetting is the show. That's a very empowering mm. thing to you remember. You don't want, this is my old actor, the uh, detrimental empathy. You know, you don't want the uh, audience to feel, yeah. oh, we're concerned for you. That's right. But the opposite. You want, we're in good hands. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, right. The, like, mm. And even if something goes wrong, it's like, yeah, that's right. It's going to be the best part of the show. It's like parenting. You, if your dad drops a plate and starts gently weeping, <laughs> if your dad drops a plate, drop another plate. Because you're fucking dad, man. Yeah. That's, the, that's the shit. I'm getting a note that you guys have to go, and we always talk about God. And I, you already mentioned that you're atheist, but um, that's not, that's I not heard, the that's I not heard the you had a relationship with, uh, with religion. Yeah, I did. I was raised religious. I was raised in the evangelical world. Wow, that's intense. And then I lost my faith when my wife left me, very similar to the show. Mm-hmm. And then I've rebuilt it in a very kind of far out Metaphor, Joseph Campbell, yeah. uh, sort of way, and I'm curious. Very cool. I love. First of all, every time I talk to atheists, I realize we agree on virtually everything. I, I know it's a cliche to be like we have different vocabularies, but I am curious, and I know you have to go, so I'll leave it to you. How do you frame the universe? What is your story, your narrative inside in your heart? For consciousness, for the phenomenon that's going on right now, that you can hear. And I'm not saying, like, how do you explain it without God? Fuck that shit. That's not the show. I'm just saying, how do you spin this? What's going on here? You know? I think you're asking for the meaning of life. <laughs> pretty but sure. You know how you can focus it a little better? Is like, dead over? You think when you're dead, it's just over? I do. I do. And I think, but I think that's important because it has to define life. I think knowing the, knowing the final, yeah, knowing the clock is running. Yeah. I mean, it motivates me. For some reason, I feel like I have to get some stuff done. Yeah. But the stuff is, like you say, being able to perform without fear, being yeah. able to yeah. come up with something really funny, write something that really means something, yeah. come up with a great song. I don't know what the why. I don't know why that is, but it feels like it's necessary for me. Yeah, and it kind no, death of, is the engine. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't. You don't have to deny it to be. And now, when you're old, I, I know where the, I know how the story. It's happening to me. I didn't think I, when you're young, you just don't think it, you're ever going to get old. It's happening. That's so it's funny. Like, fuck. Okay, I get it. 
Yeah, because you're, I don't mean to get new agey, your awareness, your brain, being generated by your brain, let's keep it in the material world, isn't <laughs> older. You don't feel older. That's, that's the phenomenon yeah, that yeah. I think is crazy. Your body is older, but is Kyle is the way? same. Mm. Yeah. And this is one of the principles of spirituality that I find interesting. I might call that your soul, but let's just call it your brain. And there it is, stuck in an aging Kyle, and that's a fucking trip. But you're the same. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I do really enjoy the things that I've learned, like you were talking about, like performing and this sort of yeah. thing. Like, yeah. And the confidence that you learn all the... And it's a pretty good feeling, that part of the aging. Yeah, I feel like course. the experience is like... I, and I've never been really happier, I don't think. It's just uncomfortable. Just I don't know. I just feel like I've been. I've seen the problems. You know. I I once wrongly attributed this to Native Americans, and people got mad at me. One guy on Twitter, so I'll never do that again. <laughs> it's not Native Americans, but there is a saying. Google it and find out who said it. But no wise man ever wished to be younger, which I just think is so right on. And we're, we've we've lost our our entire vocabulary for mm. appreciation. We have no elders. Sometimes I hang out with older people and they're just, they're just fucking young people with gray hair. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, you didn't go on the journey at fucking all. You're just me. You're telling me about a meal you had? Why can you use that iPad so well, you fucking dope? Tell me to read a book. You should be kicking me in the butt and telling me that I'm missing shit. That's a societal thing. It totally the is. The elders and every yeah. society that's important. Of course. Well, we're and mentorship and, yes. and initiating men no. into a tribe. If men are initiated into the tribe, then they're going to go. Huge a problem. A strike. That, no, that's a huge... Obviously, we're yeah, seeing yeah, some we're of the problems that. with that. So, without... You're finding Jack, meaning... Your, yeah, I know. I could talk about There's this no for time. four hours. <laughs> well, let's get a little taste and we'll get you to this party. Unless you really do have to go. No. I, do, what, what are you saying? I w- I'm just wondering... Also dead over, I'm assuming. Lights out. Unplug the TV. Um, uh, well, here's my feeling on it. I don't know enough to say definitively whether there is a, a higher. Pro- I feel actually like um, the main thing is, and this is something Harold Ramis said when I was working with him on, on the year one, which is kind of a, a retelling of biblical tales. So yeah. it had a little of spirituality. And, and <laughs> he's not coming from a purely like, uh, he, he's like a Zen Buddhist, is his spiritual center. Yeah. But he was saying, look, at the very least, you have to concede. That every moment is an impossible miracle. The fact that we're here and have consciousness in this infinite universe is so mind-blowing. Yes. And right there, that there's a spirituality in that yes. crazy hugeness and, and tininess. That's right. And then I think also that time and space that's just the science the pure science if you're like no i'm all about science there's a spirituality in just thinking about if you had a a telescope that was so fucking powerful you could see across the galaxy to a little tiny planet you know a billion light years away and if you're looking through a powerful enough telescope you will be seeing something that happened a billion years ago yeah you could see it and eventually we will have these telescopes yeah and there are telescopes somewhere in this cosmos powerful enough to look at us and go oh look and so in that way (laughs) in that way 
in a billion years from now, someone, some creature somewhere in the universe will look at you walking out on the street on some sunshiny day. And in that way, we're infinite. We're immortal. You know? Oh, my God. In that way, everything we do will it's still going to be observed to be observed at least wow it's like the reverberations of what we're doing right now the light that we're moving right now with our bodies is traveling into outer space yeah to someone's telescope in a billion years will we still will we still get enough people to watch pick a destiny no we will never be satisfied with the amount of eyeballs on that film even in a billion years. But I, I find watching things like Blue Planet, Planet Earth, all that stuff to be deeply exciting in what some people might call a spiritual way. This is what I'm saying when Penn Jillette, huge atheist, we agree on everything. Yeah. Like almost everything. And his philosophy, like what you said, Kyle, I'm sorry, Jack, you said it, is I don't know. Yeah. The atheist, this is something I've learned on the show, they say the evidence doesn't support it, yeah. but we don't know. And that's okay, but you're saying you know, and we don't like that. (laughs) Which is why I get into metaphor. I think metaphors are very helpful. Stories are very helpful. Like things that you can project unspeakable feelings and thoughts and impulses and intuitions onto. The problem comes when we start taking those things extremely literally and killing people and and thinking that our way is the right way and your way is the wrong way. When really, we're all in what Harold Ramis said, this impossible miracle. Yeah. Jed told me something else Harold Ramis said. He was like, look, there's good guys and there's bad guys. I'm just a good guy. <laughs> just like, let's, let's boil it down. Like, what do you mean, why don't I steal? There's good guys and there's bad guys, and I'm one of the good guys. Yeah. Wow. Just no like, rare? simple. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's that, yeah, that old, we learned everything we needed in the sandbox or something. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. so true. It's truly it's true. Like, and some people didn't learn it. I know. <laughs> We're in trouble. Let me ask one final question. You guys, you guys packed two hours. This is usually a two-hour show plus. Two like, hours? Yep. Yeah. It's a full-time job. We well, really were skimping you. On no, the, you're not at all. What I was going to say was you packed two into one, and I really Good. mean that, so it's wonderful. Yeah. This is always the last question I don't want to not ask. Is this the, uh, the one they do at the inside of the actor studio? What's it's your heaven favorite is a place. Oh, my <laughs> God. What, what do you want to hear when you walk in? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. What do you want to say, Peter, to say to you? When you arrive. Oh, really? He he made it denominational. He said St. Peter. Did he? I don't know. Yeah. There was a time that that was just called, like, If heaven exists. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like St. Peter. You know, normal. No, he prefaces it. If heaven exists. (laughs) Yeah, he keeps it somewhat open. But then it's a Christian heaven. Um... (laughs) What's the, what's the hardest you've ever laughed? That's because we talk about death and, and God and weird stuff. Can you think of a time that you laughed? It can be a small one recently. It can be the biggest of your life. Sometimes drugs help. Sometimes uh, with your wife. Sometimes a fart is involved. Mm. Sometimes you're a kid, too. Like, don't forget when you were a kid and someone tripped. I mean, these are big ones. <laughs> these are big, big themes in this. I never, mm. I've never quantified them. The biggest mm. and smallest. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they happen every day. Val, have we had one recently? Um. <laughs> it's a tough one. Did you know my bride was over there, <laughs> hidden <laughs> by chairs? <laughs> I can't think of it. No, it's a good question that nobody has the answer to. Anything? No, you don't have to. <laughs> I, no, I, you would be the first that were just like no answer, and that would be epic. No, I'm not saying it would be bad. It would I be want to think of it. I feel like I don't laugh at all now. No, no, we gotta. We just—it's there in our subconscious mind. We just have to access it. The time when we laughed 
so hard that it made you cry or pee or something involuntary happened. Mm. And I'll, it's often falling. <laughs> the last time I fell into a deep pit of laughter that I couldn't get out of. Mm. Those are the best. When's the last time you were in a situation where you weren't supposed to laugh? They often take oh, place in... Oh, those are the funniest yeah. ones. <laughs> <laughs> I took a tour of a library once. It was in college. And they kept saying theses. This is where the professors keep their theses. Yeah. <laughs> All it is is that it sounded like feces. <laughs> and I couldn't stop laughing. And then someone else started laughing. And he didn't even know why I was laughing. But then we were laughing really hard. And at the end, I was like, feces, right? And he didn't even know. So sometimes they're not even sometimes, good stories. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is an important question. And it's, I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling kind of like we should know. I, but here's my latest, though. I think it's a great question. It's an important question. And I'm going to keep an eye on the next time I laugh. Really there you hard. go, and I'm gonna maybe email. you may. I may never laugh again, though. Yeah. Now that I've had, now that I'm conscious of waiting for the next one, that, it's like a, the next hiccup. It doesn't happen. When do you have that comedian thing where do you feel like it's harder? It takes like darker, weirder, crazy stuff for you to really enjoy. There, we're editing the show right now, right? Yeah. So there's this scene uh, in season three with my new girlfriend, and she cries, and she's a wonderful actress, mm. and we're having this fight. And she sort of suddenly cries, and she's really good at it. Mm. And every time we watch it, and I've watched it 50 times, I laugh when she cries. And it's not because I'm not a sociopath. I have a nice open heart, but for some reason she just starts crying, and I'm like, <laughs> I wouldn't even it just tickles me. It tickles me. I, well, you do need dark things or shocking right. things. Okay, there was a thing that I'm thinking of now. But it's like I don't even want to say it because it's so wrong. But <laughs> well, <laughs> and I don't even. Well, this is the problem. This is what makes me laugh. Yes, we were at an airport. Oh, this a few years ago. You me. were going to say the same one, but you were not laughing because you were in it. Everything. Yeah. But this is everything. Kyle, I thought it was very selfish of him. He went. We were in the airport in the VIP we're in lounge. Here. We're in here. And, you know, there's a lot of people in the VIP because it's not really exclusive. Anyone with a, you know, yes. a, over a thousand miles, you yeah. can gain access to yeah. them. And we just didn't have a place to stretch out. But Kyle found that there was no one in the children's play pen area. <laughs> I was like, dude, you cannot go. Don't do that, dude. What if some kids do come? Then you're like dominating Don't, the kids Jack, area. look at Does no it look like coming. any kids are coming so to So then this place? me and the rest of the band do not obviously park it in the kids' yeah, the childhood TV, playing there's area. There's toys. It's Probably. the ideal. We're going to party here, <laughs> guys. The boys are, are, the rest of the band are sitting over, you know, uh, cramped in a, a little area. And then here comes a family with kids, and they're walking towards the kids' play area. Now, there weren't any kids. By the way, this is like, there's nobody there. It's like sitting at the... And I'm <laughs> saying, oh, my God, you guys, it's going down. <laughs> you see the parents with these little young children going into the... And we can't see Kyle at this point because he's behind a wall, according to the children's area. And we're like, it's going down. <laughs> and then we're all just watching on the edge of our seats. And then, sure enough, here comes Kate, sort of loping out, a uh, walk of shame out no. of the, And I was laughing so Now, I knew hard. that I had a moment. 
right? I know that, like, I'm gonna. So I played up the walk of shame. Because you, know, you were booted. Well, yeah, and I knew that these guys were waiting for that moment so But hard. because you were this creepy old yeah. dude waiting out in the kids' playpen area, yeah. it, it was just. inappropriate. Yeah, that's so wrong and horrible. And then just at a sitcom where you, like, now cue the, cue the family to come in now. And there's not a family in the oh, whole God. airport. That, now they but I, I you it. know the retelling of it is not very funny. We're bad, but we're, I gotta we're, say we are bad. I did, I did laugh till I cried in that moment, and that's maybe, more than enough. Maybe there's a cruelty that I was just so happy that it was like karma no. that he was gonna have to walk the the embarrassing walk. <laughs> well, here's, now here, but here's the real the real thing is on tour. Like there's. Everything is a competition of like the best. Who can order the best <laughs> food? Who's like the most comfortable? Who's got the best? So I mean, it was just a, another in a long line of yeah. I really, I I, that's more than enough. You know what makes me laugh I love it. is like things that in the moment I am ashamed of, and I'm like, no, nah, that wasn't good. That's not that's not me at my best. But then with a little bit of distance, like the time when we argued over. You leaving that door open, I thought it was very selfish of you to leave the door open where everyone's sleeping over there, but you left the door open on the tour bus. And uh, it came, it didn't come to blows, but it came to a head where you were like, I don't know, I don't remember exactly the words that were exchanged, but we came, like, we were chest to chest. No, it was like it was really going to be a fight. And it really? Took, and it took, yeah, both of our, our tempers. And it's 4 a.m. in Germany on a tour bus. Yeah. And like, if you're at the end. Uh, and uh, uh, our friend Mike Bray, who was opening for us, and he was on the tour bus with us, was, was witnessing this whole thing. And he was just... And he was just <gasps> in awe that he was seeing, like, two rams in nature. <laughs> chest to chest. And then we, we, we eventually just stood down. Cooler heads prevailed, and we walked away. We didn't say a word of it. But the next day, when we, we said, "Mike, can you tell us what oh, was that like? What you witnessed?" And it was just so funny how <laughs> how ridiculous we are. And Mike, but just to witness something is the most special thing for him. Yeah, he's such a big fan. He saw the retelling of a time when you were too out of your head to even see what was going on. Was funnier than what actually happened. Even. Oh, well, yeah. in the moment, it wasn't funny at all. Yeah, I love it. You guys are like brothers. Yeah. <laughs> and you fight and stuff. We fight. Yeah. I need it. I need it. It's a battle for control. For, for uh, yeah. For con- I know, and you won long well, ago. Why are you still competing? I, I have a little OCD control issues. I like to control, all, control. all situations. Oh, really? How are you in the back of a car? In the back of a car? Yeah, when someone else is driving. I actually was doing pretty good today. Yeah, we had were. a lot of stops today. Yeah. Yeah. Going, we've been going all day. Yeah. And I, oh, you guys are incredible. In general, I never like to be driven. I like to drive myself. Yeah. But if you're talking about a 10 to 12 hour day of like going to many, many yeah, stops, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just need to chill on those drives. So yeah. I, I was okay letting letting the driver do do the thing. If someone's looking texting, are you going to pipe up about that? Oh, while they're yeah. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a... Val knows why I'm asking this, because I oh, always no. feel terrible when I'm like, can you please not text? Yeah. I've had a guy yeah. in New York go like, I'm a professional driver. Oh, yeah, no. He pushed back. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what are we that's doing? That's New York. Professional driver. Professional. We were well, then you Uber. should know not to text. Yes. Mr. Pro. We took an Uber upstate when we were in New York this past season, and uh, the guy fell asleep. 
Oh my God! <laughs> on the freeway. Oh God! And my wife is pregnant, and he, I was oh nodding God. off. She was yeah, not yeah, happy yeah. pregnant. For and that we, I know, I know. It should be enough that he's going to kill us and whoever we hit. And you yeah. put like a baby on board in your car. Um, that's a good question. That? That's a good question. No you one, don't like the baby no, on board? No, all lives are precious. Your baby's not more precious. Than oh, that's, that's, that's a Brian not... Regan bit. The truck that says "caution, show horses." <laughs> He's like, oh, if I'm going to crash, I'll just steer into these human beings. That's what he's <laughs> these horses got to put on a show. I've always been like, women and children, what about me? I don't, yeah, because and, you're identified with your awareness. In fact, <laughs> you if, don't if, think of yourself. I bet if you did the research, research would show that uh, more often than not, the children are the survivors of those crashes. Is that true? Yeah. Well, they're in the more powerful baby harness yeah, seat. Yeah, they're wearing their little roller coaster seat. All the time, the parents are dead in the front, and the kids are surviving. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's our podcast. That is such a perfectly <laughs> dark we'll wrap, we'll wrap it up there. Can I ask how you keep your voice from getting shot out? I know you have to go. Dude, you know, it's a real issue because our shows have so much vocal gymnastics, and part yeah. of it is my fault. Because I've established that at the end of every show, I hit a high D above C. Wow. Why do I have to hit that note? You know the note I'm talking about. At the, we all have our solos. Yeah. And like my vocal solo always had to, has to end up on the stupid fucking high note. It's impossible to hit. And, and is uh, it in your falsetto? Do, it is. It is in yeah. my falsetto, but I go pretty strong. Yeah, it's if you a go stump. strong enough at the false, it's, tr- it's <laughs> true. It's a true setup. It's a true false, <laughs> and I hit it hard. And and I got to start pumping the brakes and putting the governor on because I lose my voice. And when I lose my voice, you can't do the next show. I no. I turn to the steroids. Oh. There's always a way. No, we've never canceled a show. You find a way, and there's drugs. But the side effect I've found. If you do too many of the the prednisone, is uh, osteoporosis. Mm. You know, there's some serious things. You don't want to do stuff too much. Yeah, you can do it in a pinch, but you know, I'm you, definitely. I just took a vocal lesson the other day to try to find some exercise. Did you see some kind of monster, the Metallica movie? Oh God, yes. Yes, where he learns that he has to warm up. It's so funny that you're, especially oh, with God. metal, I know, you're, you're, you're like metal. These, these guys can't. He can't be in this one with a tape of piano. Yeah. La, 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 James Hetfield. Yeah, so dude. funny. Someone's with a... But you don't have like... I've, I've been trying to find a musician who can tell me the honey, vinegar, hot water recipe mm. that like George Harrison used or something. Oh. There's something. Uh, yeah, I don't think any of that stuff really... I mean, I like the hot... The throat coat with the honey. Yeah. The manuka honey. I think we're just drinking tea, though. I yeah. think that's, that's on my rider as well. Uh, I don't know if it does anything. I, Vocal know. steaming. I'll give you a tip. Vocal yeah. steamer. That helps. Oh, fucking oh, yeah. shit. Steam I think it's it called up. M-A-B-I-S. Mabis. I should get those. Yeah. yeah. I should get a Amazon. steamer. Makes you sense. should really get a steamer. But, Jen's you know. perked up. She's trying to get you guys out of here because... Shush. Oh my God! Oh my God. <laughs> Dr. McDogerty didn't want the interview to end. No. Yeah, we Dr. got it. McDogerty's in love with it. this interview. We did it. Got, you guys it. need to. This will be the end. Thank you for giving me so much time, extra time, even. No, I can tell you're unsatisfied. There's one no, I know. There's a little. There's a little furrow. You guys don't want to go to your party. <laughs> no, all right, don't bust us on that. We don't want to go. We see her all the time. We know it's a. 
Seven, four, oh, yeah. five. We have to walk away slowly. But all, hey, all you need to do, this I've is been, how we end. Yeah. Oh, what were you going to say? No, no. What were you I did want to say your show is amazing. It's called? Uh, Tenacious D in Post-Apocalypto. It's very, very funny. We just watch every episode. Oh, awesome. Wow. awesome. You Thank can you. see well it. You can see it uh, starting September 28th only on YouTube. I thought it was YouTube. That's yeah. what we said. Uh, and a lot of dicks and pussies in it. There's a lot. Um, there's, and probably, there's probably there was, slightly more dicks than pussies. There's way more dicks, but, but there's quite a few. Do you like the asterisk? I like the asterisk assholes. You've nailed the butthole with an asterisk. And there is some creatures that are both dick and pussy. I don't know if you know this. Oh, no. The, yeah, the yeah. women. The crackalacka ding dong. Crackalacka ding dong. And the crackalacka. Uh, and the ding dong dragon. And the daddy ding dong. <laughs> yeah. Well, now Kyle's gone. You guys both have to say. The catchphrase. Oh, are you going to play a song? Oh, oh my God. When is be, this going to air? Be free. When does this go on? Whenever you want. Oh, really? <laughs> what is this song? You were making a new song? I was supposed to sing a new if song. If I thought we were making up a, new, a song, I would have jumped in. Oh, my God. He was expecting me to improvise lyrics on a new song. Two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Jack's kind of go to his party, but he's feeling kind of tired, and he lives in the neighborhood. I'm definitely not going to go to that stuffy party. Gonna flake on the party. Gonna just at home. I'm gonna drink some vodka. Gonna go straight to Rachel Maddow and see if there's a scandal, baby, get it on. Two, three, four, what did Trump do? 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 We're gonna miss him when he's gone. No, we won't. Yes, we will. No, we won't. <laughs> Too much entertainment. Don't stop playing guitar. The song is just getting started. Keep running to stop. Brody solo. Work at the D, Brody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brody. <laughs> That is one of the ways I found to have control over over the whole Trump thing is to just be like, what did he do? What did he do? What is he up oh, to man. before you know? What know. is it? Well, now it's upsetting if you turn on. It's like, no scandal today? No. Oh, I don't. Any looking forward to a juicy... Indictments. No indictments? Yeah. Oh, no. It's so weird how juicy and entertaining it is when the when the palace collapses. I was feeling guilty before. I mean, during the campaign, it just seemed like... But so can we just say, though, this is a dangerous time because... This is the time where he starts thinking, you know what we could use? It's a little distraction. Uh, yeah. This is where he gets an itchy trigger finger because it's getting on that button. Yeah. Nothing would be better right now than launching a few uh, torpedoes or, or yeah. you know, yeah. nuclear tip. Yeah. Um, but, as we say. Oh, my God. In your tradition. And now we're going to say goodnight on that note, you! Oh, well, now we have to do the don't worry song. Don't, don't worry. Some crazy, they didn't make much sense, but here we are.